Welcome back, everybody, and happy Thanksgiving. Today, we'll talk COVID vaccine, a politician's prison sentence, and hearts for space. My name's Ike Morgan, and we're down in Alabama. When we talk about potential COVID vaccines, I think most of us would agree on the top three general qualities they'd possess. They'd be safe, they'd keep us from getting COVID-19, and they would be available as soon as possible. Once there are multiple options, we can start getting pickier than that. AL.com's Dennis Pillion reports that a vaccine they would like to test at the University of Alabama at Birmingham may have a couple of advantages over the ones we've all been hearing about from Pfizer and Moderna. First of all, to catch up, the vaccine we're talking about is one being manufactured by Johnson & Johnson. UAB's Alabama Vaccine Research Clinic is hoping to get approval for a clinical trial and begin enrolling patients by next week. They're looking for 60,000 participants in the study. Now, like I said, this vaccine would have a couple of advantages over some of the early ones. The Pfizer and Moderna vaccines would require two doses about a month apart and be stored at minus 70 degrees Celsius. If you convert minus 70 degrees Celsius into Fahrenheit, you get dang cold, almost 100 below. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine would require only one dose, and it could be stored in regular old refrigeration. It's also cheaper to produce. Now, we'll have to see how the trials go and whether the effectiveness proves to be what it has been in the other vaccines. But another thing that each one of these vaccines brings to the table is simply adding more supply. We know that when one of the vaccines gets the go-ahead from the FDA, that it'll be used by medical personnel and then some of the most vulnerable people, such as those in nursing homes. And so you and the guy standing next to you in line at Walmart won't get it for several months. But the more vaccines being produced, obviously, the sooner they might trickle down to more of the population. Former Alabama Speaker of the House Mike Hubbard had more than a year and a half lopped off his prison sentence, reports the Associated Press. Hubbard's lawyers had requested the sentence be reduced after he had six of the 12 counts he was convicted on reversed. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall, who's a Republican, as is Hubbard, wasn't crazy about the reduction. Quote, Mr. Hubbard was convicted of the intentional violation of Alabama's ethics laws, the same laws he championed in the legislature only later to brazenly disregard for his personal enrichment. Hubbard was convicted on ethics violations back in 2016. He's been behind bars since September of this year. In sad but not unexpected news, the whale that swam into Mobile Bay last week has died, reports AL.com's Greg Garrison. Sperm whales are deep-water divers, and outside the channel, Mobile Bay is not a deep-water body. The whale had floundered around and wasn't really able to swim, and so biologists and veterinarians made the decision to euthanize the 35- to 40-foot mammal. From a release by the Dolphin Island Sea Lab, the process went very smoothly. We were able to find a window of calm weather to sedate the animal and administer the medication necessary. A change in power in Washington can have an effect on the direction of the space program, but for now, it's full speed ahead with the Artemis program and the goal of getting back to the moon. And AL.com's Lee Roop reports that an Alabama company has been awarded a contract modification to manufacture parts. Teledyne Brown Engineering in Huntsville was given a contract extension to make two more launch vehicle stage adapters. Now, if you don't know what a launch vehicle stage adapter is, just know that it's really important. The contract extension for the two parts is for $85 million. Lee's report explained that the launch vehicle stage adapters connect the core section of the Space Launch System rocket to its cryogenic propulsion stage. 
As they say, the more you know. These parts will be used on the Artemis 2 and the Artemis 3 moon missions. Artemis 2 is expected to be a flight to orbit the moon, and Artemis 3 is expected to land and put people on the moon's surface, or, as NASA puts it, land the first woman and the next man on the moon. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving, no matter what team you're on, Tide or Tigers, Republican, Democrat, dressing or stuffing. We don't judge any of that out loud. We will say a prayer that Nick Saban does okay despite his COVID-19 diagnosis. I know not being at Saturday's Iron Bowl is going to drive him crazy. I hope he stays well enough for that to be easily the worst part of it. Same thing for everybody out there who catches this thing. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, stop by and see us anytime you want to on the internet at AL.com. Thank you.